Now, you have the SD card. Are we recording? Do we have space? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Settle the New Furious. I'm your host, Bob. I'm your other host, Alex. Joining us today... Fucking nobody. No one. There's no special guest today. That's it. Back to the best version of the show... Oh, Bob the dog's Free here. Free of abandonment. <laughs> Bob the dog is here. He's tired. He's been free all day. He hasn't been in his cage. So there's he's prob- got no energy. There's probably piss all over the house. Seems like a personal problem. Well, yeah. It would be, wouldn't it? So what's going on, Alex? Not much, not much. It's been, let's think, two days since I've seen you. Far too long, in my opinion. Um, uh, yes. Wow. There's, there's been wow. so much that has happened. Yeah. Way to back me up on this. Yeah. Well, you know. What happened to Hooters? I'm kind of, I'm kind of an asshole. <laughs> uh, at Hooters, I ate too much food. That's what happened at Hooters. <laughs> you paid a price. I did. Was it good? Wow, you're gonna say you didn't have good food at Hooters? I was good. Mine was good. You know, I think um, we were talking about this before you got before you even got there. Um, we we ordered the buffalo chicken dip, and normally I just inhale the buffalo chicken dip, and I was eating it, and I'm like, not quite right. It just not it just wasn't feeling it and and then after that you know i had i ordered 10 daytona style drums and they were just kind of okay and i normally love the daytona style wing so but we've been doing this like alternate fasting thing for like two and a half months now and i'm like starting to wonder like if my taste buds are changing or something you've lost the taste for sugar and like things i because i've noticed this like with certain stuff like i'll i'll have it now and it's just like eh, it's all right but but not a hot dog i had a hot dog the other night and that was fucking amazing portillo's has such good hot dogs it was not a portillo's hot dog i know i just wanted one yeah Oh, they're well. They're very good. We could have gone to Portillo's, Alex. We could have. It would have been so much faster. I lobbied for it. <laughs> but yeah, no. So I'm legitimately wondering, like, uh, is the is our is the fact that we've changed our food habits actually impacting how we taste food? Well, maybe you'll find out on Sunday. Maybe. Maybe we just had the D team at Hooters. Well, well, we did. I'm not going to make an obvious joke. (laughs) I'm going to surpass the obvious joke right there. (laughs) So what else is going on, Alex? Oh, man, you know, playing way too much Overwatch and way too much Destiny 2. Uh, How How are you still playing those games? Well, you play them forever, Bob. That's the gimmick. <laughs> you never actually stop. 
You never play anything else. You just keep trucking. With Destiny 2. It's a really fun game. I like chasing a bunch of loot that doesn't matter at all. <laughs> but there's the chase. And it makes me feel good. Don't chase it, hits, the it hits those centers of my brain where logic goes right out the window and it's just pure loot. Just loot boxes and chess pieces and weapons and bows. Feels S- great. Speaking of uh, losing all of your wits and just ignoring everything, um, what's your take on Emily Blunt? I don't know anything about this. No, just Emily Blunt as a as a is a is a attractive female. Well, I I enjoyed her in Edge of Tomorrow. I didn't see that. I haven't seen anything else where I can really think of her being in it. Me? Oh, she's an Aquaman, right? Is she? Who? She's is... Mary Poppins. Oh, who's? But I can't think of her in anything else. I know she was in the lead in Aquaman. That's Amber Heard. Oh, that's right. I confuse the two sometimes. Yeah. They're both generic white girls. (laughs) So (laughs) they all look the same. So you don't, you're not approving this Mary uh, Poppins. Can't even talk. Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins movie. I have no idea. I mean, it's going to be, it's. It's this Disney thing of rebooting or making sequels to things that are perfect. Yeah, as they are, and like, why? Why do we have to mess with? It? Just re-release the original. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that Lion King remake. I mean, there's some people in the movie that I think are interesting, but it's like, yeah, but the animated movie was perfect. And they're acting like it's a real-life remake. It's no, not! it's fucking no, CG. It's all, it's all animated! <laughs> it's you, know what, you know what CG is, Alex? Animation. Wow. Is that how it works? It is, turns out. It, they did that. I mean, they did Beauty and the Beast. I'm sure Aladdin is, like, on the docket... Wasn't there a Beauty and the Beast TV show on the CW as well? Was there? I feel like there was one within the past five years, maybe. I'm sure there was much teenage angst. Probably. Aye. So, I was reading on the train on the way home the beginning of a story, which you probably know a lot more about than the like paragraph that I read. So some guy with way too much money thinks he can start up a competing wrestling promotion now. Possibly. I think we'll find out more over the next few months. So the thing you're referring to is this AEW all elite wrestling and a bunch of trademarks were registered to the Jacksonville Jaguars stadium. It's the son of, uh, I think it's, Shad Khan is the owner of the Jaguars. I might, be, I might be wrong on that, but his son would be Tony Khan, who's also got just endless, endless money. Complete don't give a fuck money. Right. And which is what you need if you want to start up a wrestling business is you need to be able to lose money and not care for a little while. 
uh, yeah. more than likely. Yeah. Unless you get an amazing TV deal day one. But yeah, there's a rumor, um, you know, he's going to start up a promotion. It's going to be run by, you know, the Bucks and Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega and uh, Hangman Page. And maybe Jim Ross is involved in some capacity. And Chris Jericho might be involved in some capacity. So, you know, I think all it really comes down to is whether or not they get a TV deal. Because that's really all that matters. You yeah, know? if you don't have TV. You, you don't have a TV deal, you're not making money. No, yeah. Maybe they could talk to Fox. Well, <laughs> I actually read the other day. So I think we talked about this last time when it comes to ratings expectations for SmackDown when it moves to Fox. And I read that apparently the expectation internally at Fox is they want them to hit 3.3 million viewers a week. Keeping in mind on USA right now, SmackDown does about 2 million viewers a week. Now... I don't know where this other 1.3 million viewers is expected to come from. I know it's network TV, but let's say you have network TV. Don't you also have USA? You know, I think, though, right now, there's a lot of people out there because USA is cable. So a lot of with all the people cutting the cord now, I know a lot of people are there's been like a bit of a revolution of antennas. So people do have their network television without the the cable channels hmm. so maybe it's certainly a possibility but you still have to generate a lot more interest in a show that pretty much is universally hated as it stands for the past few years well that's the thing i what everything you guys you and erica have said just sounds like it's unbelievably bad right now it's so bad. It's actually gone full WCW at the end where like Seth Rollins comes out on Monday and he talks about how bad the show is and how ratings are down and they try to blame it on Baron Corbin because it's the, he's the GM. But, you know, Vince McMahon probably wrote this promo and he's the one who makes all the decisions at the end of the day. So it's him blaming himself. Yes. Which is really something. <laughs> I have no expectations for it to turn around anytime soon. I think the only hope would be that the ratings get so bad that it scares them. Like, they could actually get canceled scared. Mm -hmm. um, like, if they go to Fox and, you know, Fox tells them we want 3.3 million viewers and they do two, that's not a good day. Yeah. I'm sure that's a bad phone call. So if that happens at that point, there might be, like, wholesale changes. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it would be because at, at the end of the day, the problem is Vince still holds the majority shares, right? Yeah, no one can tell him what to do. Yeah. And except the, and maybe I mean, the people who but, are paying the TV contracts. So, well, I mean, they can tell him to do something different, but unless he actually listens to somebody else, he listens to Hunter or you know give someone else control at least a little you know it's it's still just going to be him saying oh wait, you, you guys didn't like that we'll try this you know it's, he's he's a crazy person yeah he's legitimately insane like an insane genius but he's just like 70 now yeah he's getting up there 
How about Elon Musk just telling the SEC, SEC to just fuck off? The next time they get him, <laughs> they're just going to fucking nail him to a fucking cross. They're I like, don't know, because he told them fuck off on the initial settlement, which was a lower than the one that they settled on. And then he got hit with the twenty million, and the Tesla has to pay twenty million each. And you know he clearly doesn't give a fuck. I mean, it's twenty million dollars. That's mm-hmm. like that's like walking around money to Elon Musk. Well, and you know, I said to someone, I feel it, it, it. You know, it really just felt like a slap on the wrist. Yeah, it was like nothing. And you know, someone I'm friends with you know, was trying to argue that, oh well, you know, they actually. They took away his position on the board, or I, f- I forget what like the other terms of. He's it the were. majority shareholder. Yeah, it's like it doesn't matter. Yeah, so, he's not the. It's like one or the other. I think he's still the CEO, but he's not on the board for like two years or something. So fucking what? But he's the majority shareholder. He's still he running the, the company. Like I think he even said in that interview, he only has to gather like three other votes on the board, and he can do anything he wants. Yeah. So basically, the board has to come to a complete agreement to disagree with him. Yeah. Good so, luck. yeah, it's like, but, you know, he defrauded investors. He literally defrauded investors. <laughs> and there was like, eh, now nah, we'll just, we'll just let him go. But now if, if I'm sitting there, though, and I'm someone at the SEC and I'm just waiting for him to fuck up again, because he will. And just whatever insane thing we can do, I, I would. But, I, I mean, because there's parts of, there are things about Elon that I do like. Um, I do like the ambition. I do like, you know, the crazy ideas of trying to go to space and doing things that other people aren't doing. Um, I like that, but I don't, I really loathe this techno libertarian shit of you can't put rules on us or we'll never get anything done. Like, no, we can, we can, we can enforce some rules. Wasn't it Sergey Brin or some, or one of those Google founders who was saying, let's just build an island that's not, you know, in anyone else's uh, jurisdiction. Yeah. And we'll just do whatever we want there. <laughs> I like, believe that. I actually believe he wants to do that. Um, it, It'll be called Rapture <laughs> and it'll be under the sea. How'd that work out in the end? What was the one in the sky? Columbia. Columbia. That yeah, was a good game. They're both great games. Bioshock is better. Oh, first yes. one. The first one's. My uh, my Bioshock ranking is one, infinite, and then two. I've never played two. Hmm. Um, I have a it. of it on the Xbox One. Yeah, I think I have it. Um, I should play it. It's um, still good. Yeah, I mean one. I don't I don't know about how two is, but one is really. For me, it's the the story and the world building is just so strong in one. Like, I was never crazy about the gameplay in Bioshock. Um, I thought Infinite's gameplay was really good. It was better. But, yeah. you know, but one's story is... Well, in one, all I ever did was run around shocking and then punching everything with the wrench. Yeah. Because that was so strong. 
Mm-hmm. And the only time I would ever use like a shotgun or a machine gun would be when I was fighting big daddies. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I would just shock and punch because it was so good. Uh, in Infinite, you actually were able to use guns and they were fun to use. Yeah. And the punch wasn't like the greatest thing in the world. I do hate in games like when you get a combination that's so effective against everything just get lazy and you're like i'll just keep using this because that that happened in uh, horizon zero dawn uh once you can freeze stuff oh god the freeze sling yeah the freeze bombs plus anything really what did i use it was the freeze it was like the freeze sling and fire bombs or something and when Mm -hmm. you would use or sticky bombs something like that yeah sticky bombs because most enemies almost every enemy was uh, hurt badly by explosions right they were weak to explosive damage so you would just freeze bomb them and then sticky bomb them and they would just get fucking obliterated i mean everything did you play the frozen wilds no i haven't yet um it's good it, it's it's a it's a worthy dlc um it's a lot harder mm. um the new uh the 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 added uh enemies are significantly more difficult can they be frozen even though they're used to being in the frozen wilds um do you get to carry over all your stuff from the main game you do um but in order the most effective weapons against the enemies in that area are the new weapons what about the sweet armor with the shield can you use that still they have a mechanic to disable it um so that it's not as effective damn it but that i worked for it i know (laughs) um honestly you know okay obviously if you just want to be like op and not have to worry about getting hit the shield was um, unbelievable but i always liked better having the armor with all the stealth capabilities on it Mm -hmm. because you could almost walk right up to an enemy without them seeing you yeah it made it a lot easier to navigate around and do things See, I, I, I conceptually like the idea of stealth, but then I just like running in and fucking shit up. Well, so. that's my point. Once you like with the T Rex, you know, or what? What was the big T Rex called? Uh, Thunderjaw. Yeah, with that enemy or the big bird, that was the two like big dangerous enemies. Yeah. You know, with those guys, all you had to do, like with the T Rex, for example, is you would take your bow shoot off a plate on the side of them and that would expose a weak point yeah freeze them sticky bomb six sticky bombs straight in there and when you zoom in you there was that perk that when you zoom in you would slow down time yep so you slow down time sticky bomb sticky bomb sticky bomb sticky bomb sticky bomb you know what i'm doing onto the weak point t-rex dead it trivialized the whole game once you had one of the things i think would have made it a little more interesting was if you didn't have essentially unlimited ammo uh, no, I don't know about that. But one of the things I did was like I would be changing my armor mid combat, um, which made it just way too easy because you know like you could use that stealth armor to get in real close, but once the fighting started, you know you put on the shield armor and you're basically invincible. Um, I I I think it would have been interesting if like when, if they had a, a mechanism that when you were in active combat like you couldn't switch items out um or you know or you were more limited in some way 
um, it would have made the game harder, um, which that game starts off pretty hard. By the time you get into it and you, you kind of figure shit out, it gets a lot easier. But th- those first couple hours of the game are actually pretty difficult. Well, yeah, once you start to unlock more abilities and you have more space to carry stuff around with and you just understand the cadence of the combat, Mm -hmm. because that's like Bloodborne. You know, Bloodborne at first is like, I remember I first was playing Bloodborne and I hadn't played any of the Souls games or anything. Mm -hmm. And so you start playing and you're just getting just your ass kicked or you're not getting your ass kicked until you do and then you lose all your souls like <laughs> way far away and you behind like 30 enemies and you're just like oh, if I die again I lose all that fucking progress and then because you're new you die again and you lose all that fucking progress and it just hurts so bad <laughs> it's just like soul crushing but back to Horizon Zero Dawn one of the things I didn't like about that game and this is like an overall video game critique that a lot of developers seem in love with is what i not so affectionately refer to as the inventory management game oh yeah and i hate that every video game must have some form of this and in horizon zero dawn it was oh well you need wood to make arrows or you need flowers to make potions or whatever you know And there were all the various things you needed, stones, whatever, all the various crap you needed to make different types of ammo or for different weapons or whatever. And instead of just letting you have one stack of every type of thing that you carried around, Mm -hmm. there had to be, oh, well, this thing only stacks to 500. And then this thing only stacks to 200. And then this thing only stacks to five. And you only have so much space in your bag, so you have to start getting rid of things. And I'm a lunatic, so I have to pick up everything I see. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm constantly playing the inventory management game. See, and it's just like for me, I just want to play. Right. See, I don't uh, games like Horizon Zero Dawn or Mass or like Mass Effect Three. Um, the inventory management is I, I kind of like it. I don't like games where the inventory management is so incredibly detailed and like you you might you might as well have a fucking notebook that you got to keep at your side to like keep track of shit. But uh and you know, I'm thinking back to like Mass Effect 1. That inventory management was brutal. Um but I didn't feel like Horizon Zero Dawn's was too the, uh, the nice thing too about difficult. Mass Effect 1's though is once you figure out what's going on it's actually very simple because it's basically just keep your best machine gun keep your best sniper keep your best pistol Mm -hmm. salvage everything else yeah you know once you kind of understand that it's very easy same thing with like the mods like remember mass effect wanted that annoying mod system where you could slot like two mods into armor or one or two mods into some weapons and once you kind of realized okay this is the thing that's good or this is what i like to use you just salvage the rest of them. And as long as you kind of keep up on just getting rid of things that you don't need, it never gets cumbersome. Mm-hmm. But if you suddenly got behind on it and you have like 50 machine guns in your inventory, they all suck. And you know they all suck, but you still have to go there and hold Y on all of them or something, you know, whatever <laughs> the yeah. mechanic might be in the interface. But at least I felt like those were fairly straightforward. I'm playing Horizon Zero Dawn, and they're giving you all these different things. They give you the chips from when you kill enemies. Yeah. 
and you don't want to get rid of anything because you're like, wait, what if I need this? Do I need this later? I don't have enough knowledge of the game. Well, How much am I going to need in of the, this? It told you in the inventory whether or not you would need it. Well, it told you if something could just be sold. Yeah, it basically it gave it away. It wasn't that difficult. It wasn't difficult, but it was annoying. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I, but the like, story in that game was worth it. <laughs> yeah, another game that was a bit too predictable. Like, everything would go exactly how you would expect it to be. But I still enjoyed it, and I enjoyed the voice acting and everything. Mm-hmm. The graphics were great. That's one. Of the, that's still one of the most beautiful games of this generation. Oh, yeah. Easily. Especially, you know, on a PS4 Pro. Oh, yeah. Well, too bad the PlayStation doesn't have a console that's, you know, actually fully 4K. Who would want a 4K Blu-ray player from Sony? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but Horizon's a great game. I just, that was my primary frustration that especially early on, all I wanted to do was play the game and play that great combat and experience the story. And it's constantly like, Oh, you're full. You're full. You're full. You're full. Fuck you. Yeah, that's that's that can be very frustrating. Like, if you wanna, you need to let people get deeper into the game before you start really messing with inventory management. Like, if that was on the PC, the first thing I would do is go find a mod to make the inventory space infinite, because it doesn't have any effect on the gameplay. Like, it doesn't make the game really easier. Yeah. Maybe it makes it like two percent easier. You know, but just like the hours I wouldn't have had to spend in the stupid inventory would have made the game so much more well, enjoyable for me. Just like with Elder Scrolls, like with any Elder Scrolls game, the first thing you always do is get the mod to allow you to not have a maximum weight because <laughs> it doesn't like it doesn't make the game easier. It just makes it less frustrating. There's um one of the things Horizon has that. um is a relatively new trend in gaming. Probably since... I think it was like around Assassin's Creed 4. The one with... Um, the one in Colonial uh, US. Black Flag. No. Oh, it must have been 3. Okay, so... I know what you're talking about. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I know. And, the, I don't, I and they, the they got really big on hunting. And, you know, getting... And actually, like, getting materials from things. And like in Horizon, like some like your ammo upgrades, your ammo capacity upgrades were tied to things you had to hunt for, and it some of the, and the you know the animals are randomly generated, um, and some of the odds were just unbelievably rare. Mm-hmm. So, getting your ammo pouches upgraded all the way was that was work. Well, there were some things, like, to your point, it would be like, oh, you need to go kill a chicken to get this certain piece. Where the fuck? I've not seen one chicken. where are the chickens? One. And then, two, the thing you need is a rare drop. So, not only do you have to find the chicken that you haven't seen anywhere, but then you probably need to kill 30 of them. (laughs) Yeah. And they're tiny, and they load out of memory if they get out of your eyesight. Yeah. It, It was so annoying. But I'm a crazy person. So I had to... to yeah, ma- well, you got to upgrade everything. You have to upgrade there everything, wasn't, Bob. There wasn't even a trophy for that. I know. And it was so annoying. I platinum that game. I did, too. Yeah. I think that and Neo are the only games I've platinumed on the uh, PS4. 
Neo's a great game, Bob. You should check that out. I think you'll actually really enjoy that. I think that. we bought it. Yeah, you did. Okay. So, thus, that's why I said you oh, Well, you know, okay. I don't know. It, you told me I should try it before, and I didn't own it, so. Right, well, I mean, you know, like any good advice, you have to ignore it. Yeah, well, of course. That's how I roll. In <laughs> uh, in Horizon, one of the things I really loved about that game is the movement. It felt so smooth. Everything just happened like you never were fighting against the controls yeah and then maybe a few months after i played horizon zero dawn i played mass effect andromeda and the whole fucking time you're like would you just move left would you just get on fucking cover would you just get out of cover you dumb bitch (laughs) it's like the whole time you're constantly fighting against the controls to do what you want it to do yeah uh-huh. Bob's uh, looking I, at something on his phone. See, so you could have... It, it really, what you had to do was give me like three more seconds. Yeah. And we could have just transitioned no, into this. it's way more fun to call you out. Um, what are we transitioning into? I wanted to take a look at the Game of the Year awards. Oh, game Christ. Awards. You know what won the best family game of the year? No. Overcooked 2. Uh, I did see. I do have Overcooked. I did. I did manage to pick it up uh, yes. when it Good was. Good job, Bob. When it was on, you finally done something right. Woohoo! So I'm looking at the games nominated for Game of the Year. Mm-hmm. Hit me with them. All right, Red Dead Redemption Two. Okay. Monster Hunter World. Spider Man. God of War. Celeste. And Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Okay, so I've only played about... I've played the shit out of Monster Hunter World. I played so much Monster Hunter World, which, by the way, an expansion got announced for that. We picked it up Black Friday. Yeah, that's a great game. Mm -hmm. Very finicky. It's got the usual Japanese finicky bullshit. And we can't ever make the online play easy in any Japanese (laughs) game. No, no. It must be as annoying as all fuck. But I've played on the save file. I think I've played something like 30% of Red Dead Redemption 2 between just grinding Destiny 2 and Overwatch. And between those are the only two I've played on that list. Between those two, I would pick Monster Hunter World. Yeah. But I mean, I haven't, you know, I know like people love God of War and people really like Spider-Man. I haven't played those games. Well, you know, I was going to say Red Dead, I, that, even though it came out like a month before the game awards is kind of like, okay, that makes sense to be on the list. Uh, monster hunter. Okay. Uh, Spider-Man. Everyone loves, uh, got a war. Everyone loves, um, Celeste. I don't know that game. I don't even know what that is. No, me either. Probably some indie pick to appease people. Yeah. That's exactly what it looks like. But then there's Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Which is just like, oh, we had to put an Ubisoft game on this list. <laughs> we don't want to piss off Ubisoft. <laughs> I heard something like 10 million people watch the Game Awards, which seems insane. That, yeah, they're making that up. <laughs> it's just, but, you know, pro- people probably watch ten, a ton of it on Twitch. Well, maybe that's 10 p- million total and not concurrent. Yeah, probably. If it's concurrent, that's impressive. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, no, probably everyone, you know, well, I think... I didn't watch one second. People who watch Twitch streams and shit, like, they would totally... I could see it, right, you know. Um, but no, I've heard... So, like, almost every review I read about Assassin's Creed Odyssey was something to the tune of it's an all right game as long as you get the DLC that lets you uh, level up faster. Level up faster. Yeah, that's bullshit. Like, that's a bullshit review. Mm. Well, we've I mean, it's an understand. Like, yeah, we've we've talked about a lot like these game journalists, quote unquote, are, you know. Not exactly journalists, maybe bloggers at best. But <laughs> yeah, I would I would describe them as enthusiasts, right? Which so, means they're quite easy to manipulate. Yes, very. Uh, but you know that's no. I would review the game. Just what you buy, not you know. If you want to do an addendum on the DLC, fine. But give me the review on just the base game. And if the base game is unplayable because you need this DLC to, because it's otherwise it's too grindy, I mean that's that's an indictment of the game, and that's an important piece of critique. Well, these uh, you know the so-called journalists who work for your you know IGNs or Kotaku's or Polygons of the world. You're never going to get a completely honest review because no, they're dependent on the publishers for early access. And they're also worried about clicks to make money on those like day and date releases. They got to have the review on the same day or before the game even gets released to get clicks. They're not willing to go out, buy the game the day it comes out, and then review it two weeks later. That's the real shit of the shame of like moving to these you know, super specific news outlets um, because they are so wholly dependent on one industry. You know, that's why, like, a movie reviewers write for newspapers. Um, You know, and there's certainly a a good deal of criticism of movie reviewers, too, but if you write for a newspaper, you're not dependent on one industry for all your ad revenue. So you can be more honest. You can be more critical. Um, IGN can't. If they just dump on games, all of their advertising is for games. Yeah, it definitely feels slimy when you go... Let's say you go on IGN and you read a review of Red Dead Redemption 2. And then all around the review are ads for Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. You do have to... like. When you read a review on IGN, you usually have to like wipe a little bit of uh, jizz off the article, um, so so you can get to the text. Look, um, Bob, when you enjoy your work so much, you just have to come on. <laughs> <laughs> At that point. Oh man, IGN sucks. I haven't read an <laughs> IGN review in so. Long. I really don't read video game reviews at all. Really, huh. like. I don't. I have like a sixth sense of whether a game is gonna suck or not. You know where I, I get game reviews. I, I get uh, thoughts on games from two places. Uh, one, uh, there are a there are two or three reviewers I know who I um, 
who I trust the reviews for the most part, and we were in our interesting games kind of align. So, um, if they like it, I I have a pretty good feeling that I'll like it. Um, the other place though is just hearing people talk about games. Like, if people are talking about games and they're really digging it, that's a pretty good sign. You know? And, like, what's the what's what's kind of the zeitgeist behind the game? Uh, if it's good, you know, that's enough to get me to try it, usually. I won't always finish a game, but, you know, I'll usually try a game. You can watch about a five-minute video of any game that's coming out. And I will know off that video whether or not I'm going to like the game. <laughs> like, that's a good point. Like, yeah. I don't need a review. I don't need a fucking preview. The previews were always the most worthless shit because the previews would always be puff pieces. And then if a game was bad, they just shit all over it. This I don't really see this as much anymore, but I'm talking about 10, 15 years ago. I don't know what a good example would be, but you'd see puff reviews or previews all the time and the preview would make you think fuck this is like gonna be a nine or a ten and then the game would come out it's like a seven like <laughs> the fuck that's why i stopped reading previews they're just completely worthless yeah no i well and god knows you'll never get uh what did they used to call it with online games now they call them betas the open beta. But yeah, what, I love betas. The save me money beta. Yeah. Um, but what did they used to call it when... Um, demos. Would, demos. There it is. You never see that anymore. No. Well, demos used to be complete versions of a small slice of the game. Right. And now it's more like, hey, here's four or five multiplayer maps, but it's going to be buggy. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know... Or here's the whole game, but, you know, it's going to be buggy. And you can play for three days, you know. And I just, I, off that, I can always figure it out. You know, I can yeah. always figure out whether or not I'm going to actually enjoy the game. Or if there's, like, a good version of a game underneath the crud. See, what I think is interesting is there was a point in time, probably about six, seven years ago, when I was just picking up pretty much every major release and giving them a try. And so I was going in under the assumption that more games are going to be good than were bad. That has definitely changed. <laughs> and now my assumption is uh, it's trash until someone convinces me otherwise. And I think that's probably pretty fair. We could talk about the impending death of Microsoft Edge. All hail Chrome. <laughs> Fuck Chrome. Firefox for life. <laughs> Until Firefox sucks again. And then Chrome will be better. Possibly. And just, then there's something about Chrome's interface. I always feel like things are one click too many too far away. Hmm. It doesn't bother me too much. Uh, I hate that every time you download something, that bar shows up at the bottom. Fuck that bar. <laughs> That's oddly specific, Alex. No, but you know what I mean? Like, in, in Firefox, it's a little button. 
And if you want to click on it, go ahead. If you I want like to see the your bar. progress, the bar is fucking I stupid. I like the bar. It, it puts it out there for me so I know where it is. I hate when you're looking at a web page. And you know when every browser used to have like a million add-ons or like Opera was really bad about this? You'd use Opera and there'd be the address bar on top and all the other buttons. And then there'd be buttons on the left and there'd be buttons on the right and there'd be buttons on the bottom. And all of a sudden you're looking at the window and there's a little box where the internet is and the fucking interface is all around it. Do you remember the good old days of IE where like it would have like they you're like idiot friends would like install like 13 toolbars oh my god and it'd be just stacked down the screen is 70 percent toolbars <laughs> my internet's so slow yeah i no wonder why shit uh, <laughs> um but no what we're what we're uh going off of here is uh there was a report um a couple days ago that uh microsoft is going to integrate the chromium javascript engine into edge and the reason for this is because too many websites uh are broken on edge and with window when uh, especially windows 10 and the introduction of edge you know microsoft made this big campaign give it a chance mm -hmm. just give it a chance um and what they're data showed is that people did people did give it a chance but the second they hit a web page that didn't render correctly they went straight back to chrome yeah and they never came back so microsoft has actually been like going out of their way like if they hit like certain major web pages that are not optimized for edge they've been going in and like altering edge so that that website would work so they wouldn't lose people. Well, and is it really that hard to just build your website around standards? Well, that's the problem is is that you because like if you're Microsoft, you're like, "Oh, we're going to make our browser standards compliant." And then Chrome doesn't, but because everyone uses Chrome, that's what the web pages get developed for to yeah. look and run good on Chrome. Yeah. And then you open them up on edge and it doesn't work correctly. And it's like, well, fuck, but we followed the standards. Well, it's, it's a, it's a shitty situation because Chrome and Firefox are built for reality. Uh, but Microsoft doesn't necessarily always build that way. And when and you know when it's a lockdown environment where Microsoft can control everything like Excel, they can usually do really well. Uh, in fact, Microsoft is actually really good at a lot of things. Well, that's what I was about to say. If you actually look at the past three to four years, Microsoft has overall been killing it. Yeah, I mean they really haven't had a bad product in a long time. Uh, Office three six five is actually pretty good. Um, the Xbox is doing a lot better. Xbox the surfaces, the surfaces are all great products now. Yep. They're like priced like I, I, you know, uh, Apple. I, I yeah, Apple products. Unfortunately, which I disagree with that pricing model for obvious reasons because I don't have endless money. But 
you know, they're still great products if overpriced. Yep. They have a lot of really good products. They do. They there's still there's a lot of stuff Microsoft, Microsoft does is really, really well. good at certain types of hardware too. Like they're really good at making mouses and keyboards. Mm-hmm. They're good at a lot of they're actually good at a variety of things now. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and Windows 10 is pretty good. It's good. I like Windows 10. Um It's the usual thing. 7 was good. 8 was awful. Yep. 10's good again. Although, it's getting better because they keep updating Although it. companies are having a hard time deploying it for some reason, um, which is really fucking annoying. But, um, no, so it's it's just, you know, IE, they, they, they built IE so it was baked into Windows. And so you couldn't update IE without updating Windows. And the same is true of Edge. And... So they can't. Well, that's so stupid too. They, so they can't update Edge fast enough because it has to be tied to a Windows update, and people are much hesitant to to update Windows. Whereas if they were just updating Edge, it might be better. Because how many fucking times have you updated Chrome? It's on like version three million. It it there's always a Chrome update. Yeah, it's on like seventy one or something. So dot dot zero one three seven nine. Right. So it's like there's always an update for the Chrome. There's always an update for Firefox. And people don't bat an eye at that. Integrating applications into the system is always dumb shit anyway. Like Google was doing that with Android for such a long time. And when they started decoupling apps from the system level and just made them updatable on the Play Store, Android got a lot better. Mm hmm. Uh, um, but this is, you know, everyone. It's like everyone's got to learn the hard lesson. Yep. The shame of it is, is uh, at at the end of the day, it makes the Internet a weaker place. Uh, because people, you know, you really only got the two players and no one. And if Microsoft's just kind of giving up, you're going to lose. You're going to lose competition and you're going to lose innovation. Um, because everything's just going to be built for Chrome and Firefox. As a web developer, uh, this is great. It makes my life so much easier. Yeah, you just get to develop for less things. Right. But, you know, as a as a someone who likes technology, it's like, well, what things could Microsoft have come up with that might have, that could have done things differently on the web that could have actually made impact? That won't happen now because they're just going to take, you know, the Chromium JavaScript engine. Did you see that the CEO of Google had to go testify in front of some committee in Congress? Yes, I did. What a shitty day. <laughs> like, if you're if you're at that level, in theory, you have deep technical knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. And they ask you, like, how does this end up at the top of the search results? And it's like, okay, I could explain this but they're not going to understand anything I say. So now how do I explain this deeply complicated technical issue to idiots? You know, I don't have too much sympathy though. Because all the, all of them are fucking us over. Google should have never gotten into the business of manipulating the search results. No, it was always a long-term mistake. Yes. It's, great for them that they get to position their own products at the top of the search results but 
it weakens the quality of their own search engine. You know, from the beginning, Google should have just said, we're filtering blatantly illegal things like child porn. Obviously, we don't want child porn in our search engine. You know, that's mm -hmm. always the go-to easy example. But outside of things along those lines, they never should have filtered or moved around anything in the search results. Because the moment they did that, that's when the government comes knocking. Yep. And they say, oh, well, if you can do that, then you could do this that we want you to do, huh? Mm-hmm. Or how about... Um Really, anything that comes out of Facebook's mouth. <laughs> well, does anyone believe a word that Mark Zuckerberg says? No. You know, you know what I've got, Bob. Another thing that I have quite uh, an adept ability to identify is bullshit. <laughs> and you know, when you're talking to someone and you know, okay, this isn't your like. It's always like one of two things, right? Like maybe like this isn't your real personality, or you're trying to show me the best version of yourself. Or you're blatantly lying to me. I'm really good at those things. And when Mark Zuckerberg talks, I mean, I don't believe anything he says. Not a word. <laughs> Not a fucking word. No. It's like when Trump, obviously no one believes anything Trump says unless you're that 50% idiots that populate the nation. But when Mark Zuckerberg talks, I don't think anybody believes him. He's in a meeting with like the board of investors and they're like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Well, and then you got that Cheryl Sandberg. Oh, God. Who she's been like, she's been trying to portray herself as like this goody two shoes for years and years and years and like trying to have this, the, the, this lean in th thing and where you can have it all. That was great. Um, so Michelle Obama was on some interview. I can't remember who it was with. It may have been with Oprah. Um, and that was that's gonna come off incredibly racist, damn. Uh, <laughs> but she was interviewed and we're courting the alt right. Yes, and she uh, she she someone was asking her about this, and she's like, "Because Sheryl Sandberg's whole thing is, oh, you can have it all," and Michelle Obama was like, "No, you can't, bitch. You can't have it all." And she said bitch, and she got in a lot of trouble, or people yelled at her about cursing in 2018. Nah, curse. Normalize Go for it, it. Michelle. The Go word, for it. You take the word's power away if you use it. Uh, so, and, and, you know, it's true. You can't have, like, you, you can't maintain a life like that. Um, and, you know, good on Michelle for for calling that out but it's like so so cheryl sandberg is like being exposed for being a fraud and that you know the stuff with george soros um like she actually like authorized uh, uh an investigation to dig into shit to like use against him or like so it's just like everything with facebook is just fucking bullshit yes absolutely 100 percent I feel I was so far ahead of the curve if I could pat myself on the back of never using Facebook. You never used it? Okay, I did use it, but I'm saying for a very little time. And mostly just to post stupid videos. I wasn't one of those people. So you're patting who yourself on the back for quitting. Right. Years before anyone else did. Mm. 
years. I have been on Facebook in at least five years, if not longer. You know, I don't miss it at all. Okay, what is Facebook used for? It's basically used for posting stupid videos that no one ever clicks on, reading stupid news stories, or getting someone's stupid political opinion that you didn't want anyway. It's like, oh, Uncle So-and-so, I didn't realize you were blatantly racist. Yeah. <laughs> the, you know... Oh, friend from college, why do you hate women? See, that's why I like... I do like Instagram to a degree because I just like to look at people's photos. Um, especially if they're beautiful. Especially if they're beautiful. The photos. Yes. Yes. Indeed. Um... <laughs> Because I, I just want to look at the photos. I don't want the commentary. I don't want long posts. I, I just want just let me. I just want to see what's going on. I want to see, you know, Instagram feeds of like ski resorts and stuff that makes me want to go out west. I don't want all the bullshit of Facebook. Now, granted, Instagram is owned by Facebook, but it is a much better environment than Facebook. Well, that's what's funny when you're like, oh, I'm leaving X and I'm going to Y. Wait, they're owned by the same company. Yeah. <laughs> or you go to X and you, you leave at Y and you go to X and, oh, shit, that's owned by another giant fucking company. Yeah. No, I, I'm waiting. Alex, I just want, like, the giant solar flare to come and just knock out all technology. That'd be great. You know what I like about Reddit? is it's basically just a giant forum for posting news and giving your stupid opinion. And you can find anything you want on Reddit. Like, if you're one of these fucking alt-right lunatics, there's so many places for you on Reddit to go to and spew your bullshit. You know, if you just want to look at pictures of hot dudes in various straight states of undress, you can find that on Reddit. <laughs> you want to talk about pro wrestling? You can find that on Reddit. You know, you can find anything you want on Reddit. It's a great place. There's a time and place for everything, Alex. That's right. And it's called Reddit. I think people like to shit on Reddit. I think Reddit's a great website. Because if you, because, you know, for a lot of things, I just use it almost like a news aggregator. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I'll just click on a link to a news article and then I go back and I'm like, oh, let me read a couple comments, see what people think. Okay, this guy's a fucking idiot. Okay, moving on. Right. You know, or, oh, that's a great point. Sometimes. Sometimes. Very rarely. How about China? There's this rumor that they're bur uh, banning a shitload of video games. <laughs> like big video games. I've like heard that, yeah. Fortnite, PUBG. I think maybe it was League of Legends one of them. Or maybe that was just up for... It needs, a, needs corrections. Yeah. You know, I guess there was some video game advisory board put together. And they basically went through a bunch of games and decided okay if it has too much of things that we don't deem okay in our society you're banned or we're going to issue that you need to make corrections and so you know it's kind of the usual things like women in various states of undress mm -hmm. or costumes um because it's a communist country you can't have people getting better things than other people because of rank that's that's not accepted which is like a big part of video games, right. you know, so that's an issue. So it'll definitely be interested to see uh, if changes are made or if games stay banned. Because like banning PUBG in China seems like real bad times for PUBG. Yeah, 
Uh huh. If that's what happened. Well, you know, it, that's the funny thing is you, China is such a wild card. You just never know what they're going to do. And they don't care. No. They don't give a shit. They don't care if you invested billions of dollars in their country. They'll just turn you off right now. Yep. They'll just cut off access to your servers, and that's it. You're done. You're done. Like, yeah, some people are going to VPN around it or something, but generally you're just done in that country. Yep. And it's it's just amazing. It, it is kind of like... It's it's like genuinely just so intriguing of a country and the power structure. And, of course, you know, it's definitely very, very corrupt. And, you know, there's all the humanitarian issues with China. But if you look at it purely academically, um, it's very it's just very interesting. Well, you know... Not communism, but in theory, a socialist country would be the best country. There's just a problem, and it's called humans. And one human always wants more than another human. Well, you know, look at the Scandinavian countries. They're very socialist. They're the happiest people on earth. Like, they're, 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 they're... There does need to be a balance between you need to find a balance between giving people you still have to try to find a way to motivate people to do things. Yes, you still need motivation, but you also need to give people like the basics. Yeah. You know, and and just like set them up for success. Um but you you talk about in this country um how many people would go and start a business if they didn't have to worry about their health care? Lots of people. But if you go out on your own and yeah. you fail and you get cancer, you're fucked. You got to stay working for a big company that has a good insurance plan. So, you know, like just shit like that. And that's what that's what bothers me is Americans are so myopic when it comes to shit like that. And, you know, you still see the effects today of McCarthyism. And the demonization of socialism um, and communism. Like, communism as it... I mean, there really has never been a truly communist country on the planet. They're all authoritarian governments um, that like to use the communist tag. Uh, But, you know, both ideas are demonized so heavily... Even today, you know, even socialism, today's society, you know, there are socialist countries that work and they work well. There's no reason you couldn't do something similar here. You couldn't move in that direction. It doesn't have to be overnight, but there's nothing wrong with trying to do things for the greater good of the country. Um... And giving people the security they need to take risk to do, to, to open businesses, to try new things. Right now, all we're doing is reinforcing the need to have the giant corporation that does everything. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's 
a little tinfoil hatty to say, but not that tinfoil hatty to think that this is exactly what they want. They want us to be dependent on the big company. They don't want all that competition from other businesses. Um, so it is in the interest, even though it costs companies tons of money for health insurance plans, these larger corporations, it's in their interest to keep the system as is. Yeah. And that's why we're fucked. Well, and it's <laughs> easy to keep it going because if you're Comcast and someone comes along and they threaten your business, mm-hmm. you just buy them. And in most of these situations, it's so much money that the person is just going to take that payday because, you know, maybe could you make it bigger? Could you work on it a shitload? Possibly, but there's risk. Or I could just take this $200 million and just get out of here. Right. You know, and never have to worry again in my whole life. Yeah. And you can never blame the person who does that. No. You know, and but but it is it is a shame. It it's uh I I I have a lot of worries for where the country is going. And um and, and you know, I I've, I've certainly got my worries about this the, the alt right and this conservative wave we're in the middle of. Um and this regression of our society. Um but my bigger worry is what happens when we get past that and do we move into the a future controlled by these giant tech corporations that have created standards that are now univer- you know pretty much universal and everything you buy is going to come from one of three companies or it needs to interact with things made by one of three companies or when our air quality starts to get really bad because of all the damage done to the atmosphere and only the rich people will be able to really enjoy their lives. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, it's the stuff of like Blade Runner. But it's actually coming true. Yeah. And that's the scary part. You know, I, I think about, you know, I, I've read um, and watched a lot of science fiction and one of... You know, science fiction tends to to go in a couple of different directions. One of the the biggest themes is that kind of moving into a future where we've destroyed the planet, and it's not hard to imagine. Unfortunately, it really isn't. Um, we were watching. So, uh, was it a week ago, or they announced that the Voyager two spacecraft. Um, entered interstellar space um, and with that you know there was a lot of news around it and they some there was a cl- I saw a clip of this documentary of um, of the Voyager program and we watched it earlier this week um, called the farthest the PBS production it was really good um, towards the end of the movie they get to the part where um, basically the Voyager spacecraft had more or less reached the end of its mission. Um, it had gotten past uh, Neptune. Um, it, there was nothing left to photograph. It was just kind of going out. And Carl Sagan had convinced uh, the administrator of NASA to 
turn uh, the cameras around on the Voyager spacecraft and take a picture of our solar system. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of these things where there's no real, there's no science to it. It's just, you know, just very emotional. And so it turned around, took the pictures, sent them back. And when they were putting it together, they actually had a really hard time finding Earth in the picture uh, because it was so subtle. And it turned out that Earth was represented in the photograph by only a single pixel. So he's, he's up there. You know, on TV in the early 90s with the spacecraft that had been launched in the 70s. Uh, and he's showing this image and he points at this pixel and he says, that's Earth. And just imagine this. Everything you know, everyone you've ever met, literally everything exists in this one tiny pixel. This is all we've got. And you you know, you kind of think of that and you're like, but we're here destroying the planet. Right. Well, <laughs> and that's the whole thing where you, you know, people think like, oh, there's no way there's any aliens or anything. Like, what sort of lunatic would you have to be to think that we're the only planet to ever exist that could support life? Right. No, they they talk about that in uh, in that documentary, and uh, you know, there's hundreds of billions of galaxies, and there's billions and billions of stars in each galaxy. Like the odds that there's no life out there are so remote that it's imp- it's basically impossible. Um, but what's interesting is like when you start thinking about like when like advanced civilizations and how long the universe existed and how long would it take to actually advance to a point where like you could move about the stars um one of the interesting things that came out of that was if you think about it really if alien life forms were going to notice us they would have had to notice us within like the last 50 years, uh, give or take, once we started emitting radio waves. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, before that, th- we did nothing that would attract the attention of any sort of alien life. So like the UFO thing is complete bullshit, but like the idea that there is other life out there makes complete sense. If aliens were ever to visit like let's say aliens came on a big ship and they were totally peaceful and they just came to visit you better be so fucking nice to those people because oh yeah if they're that far advanced beyond you they could probably destroy the planet in a blink of an eye yeah well that was uh so that was an interesting debate like it would just be our luck they'd land like on alex jones ranch oh i know be right? like oh fuck, fuck. It's kind of the interesting thing, like because they sent the the Voyagers out with 
the golden record. You know what would actually happen in that situation? Those aliens would be so smart and advanced. They'd go, oh, you're playing a character. <laughs> we get it. This is hilarious. Okay, go ahead. Golden so record. They put the golden record out there. And on the golden record, they put directions back to Earth. Mm-hmm. So people were actually very critical because they're like, well, if aliens do find it and they're, you know, awful, won't they just come to Earth and kill us all? Well, in theory. I mean, look, that's one of those situations. It's kind of like if you're on a plane, there's really nothing to be worried about. I know you kind of struggle with this sometimes. Mm -hmm. There's really nothing to be worried about because the truth is, if something's going to happen to that plane, it's completely out of your control. There's nothing you can do about it either way. It's right. just going to happen. And this is the same thing with aliens. If some mega advanced alien species comes and they decide we're going to destroy you, we're just going to get destroyed. No. There's nothing to be no. mad about. No, Alex. We are going to cancel the apocalypse. This is our Independence Day. Did you see Independence Day Resurgence? No. It's so bad, Alex. Of course it is. It's so unbelievably terrible. That was one where, like, I was... I I had a good time watching it one time. <laughs> no and, way. And laughing at how bad it was. I could never sit through it a second time, though. I know I couldn't do it. it just couldn't happen. Bob, when are we going to get our review of the Ghost in the Shell TV series on the podcast? Well, once I kick your ass out of here, I was going to start watching again. Oh, okay. Okay. A I don't have that much more to watch. Well, no, I do. I got I got I have a, I have a Did you have like over a season to watch? Over a season still, yeah. So, <laughs> I but mean, they're only 25-minute episodes. You could blow through it. Uh, I know. It won't I've take me long. I've seen you watch 7 seasons of The Challenge in like a day. <laughs> Yeah, but the challenge I can kind of put on and, like, not just really. Just in the background. Yeah, not really pay attention to You got to watch it. Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Because so. otherwise you'll miss what the fuck just happened. <laughs> yeah. Because they just start talking about things. And it's like, wait, hold on. Wait. <laughs> wait, wait. Speaking of the challenge, though, is, uh, is the final reckoning still going on? No, it, it ended. finally ended? Yeah, you want to know what happened? No, I'm going to watch it. Just, just don't. It's that bad? So bad. I haven't even... I know what happened, but I haven't watched the final and the two-episode reunion. I heard the final was a total joke. Like, maybe the easiest final in the history of the show. No. Yeah, it's like a, it's totally nothing. Boo. Well, look. When everyone you cast is just there to create drama and they're not an athlete... You got to make it easier so you don't kill people. Like, Ashley isn't an athlete. Maybe it in some very loose definition. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard for this new season, it's the producer. They put the producer back on it who did a lot of the seasons that people love. Oh, yeah. So, and apparently they're casting people who are much more athletic. Like, there's this they one girl be. who's like... 
There's this one girl who I, th- I can't remember her name, but she's like 5'11 and just absolutely stacked and ripped. So there might actually be like a new girl who's actually really good because, you know, this has been my complaint for a while that it seems like all the women are just brought on to create drama and they have no athleticism and no oh, they've been smarts awful. to speak of. They've been awful. It's like if if that's what I wanted, I would just watch any other reality TV. Yeah. But if you just want to watch, if you just look, if I just want to watch dumb bitches, I'll just watch the Kardashians. Although the mother is actually probably a genius, but the rest are quite stupid. Oh man! Hey, I I always give all the credit in the world to the mother. She took a porn video and created an empire. <laughs> you got to give credit where credit's hey, due. Fair enough, man. If you can, uh, you can make your nut. You go for it. So, oh, the challenge. It's, you know, I, I hope it bounces any back. Cha- I haven't watched any challenge in a while, Alex. I hope oh, it bounces back. Oh, man. It's starting to feel it. Oh, man. I'm, I'm thinking like Free Agents. That was a great season. I loved Free Agents. I loved Battle of the Exes, too, just for that Naya flip out moment with Nani and Yanni Bananas. Uh, it's the best shot in the show. It really is the best shot in the history of the show. <laughs> like the cameraman had to be seen there. Like, I can't beat this. I'm retiring. Yeah, it's over. This is my career. This is my opus. He wanted to go post it on Instagram immediately. He's like, "Fuck, I can't spoil it." Almost everything from like. Season 22 Vendettas was good. There were only one or two seasons in between. There there. were like a good 10 seasons in a row that were all awesome. And it was one of the best shows on TV. And the last battle of the seasons wasn't good. Well, yeah. Okay. That was an outlier. But yeah. But otherwise, it's been great. I mean, it's just been it was just a really good stretch. The last like. I'd say of the last three seasons, two of them were quite bad and one was okay. Yeah. Vendetta's was okay. Yeah. Dirty 30, bad. Vendetta's Final Reckoning, bad. Vendetta's did give us um, Corey not being able to kick a soccer ball at all. I still want to know how heavy that ball was, though. That thing had to be heavy. That was amazing. Because it was all wrapped up in whatever material that was to let it stay on fire. Vendettas also gave us the best elimination of all time. That's true. Derek and Joss. That was amazing. That's what I want from the show. I mean, I know you can't do that every week because you'll just have, it'll be injury city. And, you know, neither of those guys, like even if it was a situation where Derek won and now he's in, he wouldn't have been able to continue. He was destroyed. Yeah. You know, Joss was destroyed. He wasn't going to be able to continue either way. So, you know, it's awesome to get a moment like that, but you don't you, want You're not going to have that every week, but it can but be you, harder you than want, it is. You want stuff to that level. I mean, yeah. I always like the stuff like, here's a stick in the middle of the ring, wrestle it out of the other person's hand. You know, you could do that with both genders. Yep. It's totally fair. And, you know, yeah, it feels bad when it's Laurel against Jasmine, but hey, you cast That's the her. game. Right. You cast her. Oh, man, that battle was great. So good. I like when I like the one from 
was it one of the Battle of the X's or I can't remember where it was Cara Maria and Abe against uh, Emily and um, who is the uh, who is the black guy? Um, who is Emily's ex? You know who Ty? I'm talking about. Ty, yes. And I've watched it, way too much of the I yeah. should not have remembered that. Yes, great job. <laughs> and Emily goes against Cara Maria, and everyone thinks like Cara's like a real tough girl, and she is. Emily tore through her, cut through her like a knife through butter, like nothing. It was just like, give me that X two times, bang, bang, see you later. Yeah. You know? And oh. that's the level of girl I want on the show, because Emily brings the fucking like storylines, too. And Laurel, those are the girls I want. Laurel is the best. I want Laurel because back. Laurel is a fucking psychopath. Yeah. Laurel is actually legitimately evil. She's she's uh, she's the she's the total package because she's a great competitor. She's very athletic, and she's a crazy person. Yeah. She caught so she has there's she gets the drama in the house that they want. Evelyn. Oh, Evelyn was Evelyn. the best. She was the really women good. used to be so good, Evelyn, and now Evelyn quit a couple times. Did she? Yes, she did. She quit twice. Um, the one time was like really understandable, um, but the other time was like a little suspect. So hmm. I, I kind of remember. I kind of wonder if maybe that has a little bit to do with it, with her not coming back anymore, or if she well, I think just, she's actually a lawyer now. Yeah, yeah, she probably she got a just, real job. Yeah dummy yeah that's stupid <laughs> what well, it, right oh. yeah right <laughs> but yeah i mean who who would stand like on the island who would stand in front of the whole house like that and just say hey i'm the minority here in terms of power you guys have all everything's in your corner fuck you fuck your alliance you know who else would say that like she was great it was awesome and that's those are the girls i want on the show i don't want these women who are just there to stir up shit like ashley comes in she stirs up shit she sleeps with all the men and then she's on the video calling herself a feminist what (laughs) (laughs) all you do is shit talk these other women you're not a feminist right yeah so it's whatever Fuck these the recent challenge. seasons. I yeah. hope it comes back. Champs versus Stars three was really good though. Was that the mo- that was the one that CT and uh, Tony won? I don't know if I watched that. You one. did. You did. I did. Yeah. Okay. With, then it did, was good. Where yeah. Casper and Louise were going against them. The oh whole time. yeah, 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 yeah. That was a great season. Yeah, that was That's good. what I want from the challenge. Well, it's got to focus more on the competition. Yeah, there's the, a balance. The, you know, it's you want the house drama, you want the stupid shit, but. You need the what sets the challenge apart from all other reality TV is the challenge. The drama should come from the athletics, not from, oh, you fucked my man or something like that, you know, because that's every reality TV show. Yeah. Yeah, I. (sighs) Yeah. Anything else, Bob? You know, Alex. I don't. Okay. I think we've done enough. We have. We I mean, actually we, we talked for almost an hour and a half, even without certainly. the special guest. Well, you know, I must say the show does seem like it's improved noticeably. <laughs> Wouldn't you agree? I, you know, I, I don't know what's changed, but yeah. 
All right. On the next episode of Subtle Interference, Bob gets killed by his wife. (laughs) Now that I've set that up, hug me, hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>